if you yeah. think about the innovation, there's like there's Kevin Hart, uh, Mark Wahlberg, and The Rock have all done things mm. around. Like they're like, well, you know, maybe movies aren't that too hard. Like movies was like the movies platform. aren't too hard. I'm doing stand up. I'm doing this. I'm doing yeah. that. Like Joe Rogan's another example. He does stand up. Does all these things. Used to run the fucking Fear Factor, mm. like MMA, and now he's at this podcast. I was like, why are you podcasting me? Like, these guys everywhere. And he specifically talks about how creatives are more creative in the right that's environments, good. and they seek out environments oh, yeah, where good. things are like crazy. Um, he's not a comedian, but he have he's happy to do comedy. Mm. He didn't start in action. He did musicals. He did all this stuff. Like he's a weird dude, man. Would it's you funny call, though. Like he doesn't sit on that actor side that likes to um, comment on things. Become another persona, and he basically says it's the people that are, in our terminology, lower in neuroticism, which I found interesting. High, very high in conscientious, um, but low in self-esteem, which I thought. So autotelic is a Greek word that means auto meaning self and telos meaning goal. So. Mm goal oriented yeah people, but heaps of creatives have high neuroticism because they're going on the journey and realizing everyone yeah. sucks yeah everyone welcome to sci-fi where we find out some interesting things about interesting people and delve into psychology tom tom how you doing pretty good mate got an interesting one today you got your pre-reading here later yep i got my pre-reading here 50 psychology classics it's like one of those books that I bought at an airport. You know how like you feel intellectual when you're at an airport traveling and you buy a book? It actually turned out to be pretty good. What is favorite? It? Which your favorite one? Ooh, it's actually, it's either the guy that we're talking about today or Alfred Adler. What's Alfred Adler do? He, on Carl Jung. Yeah, he did. Um, he created a psychology theory called Adlerian psychology. Sounds like something from Stargate. Yeah. Should, co- we, should we do that one? Sh- he's on the list. He's on the list. Yeah. We should definitely do Adler. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. I love how he took his name and turned it into a psychology. It's brilliant. Theory. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's like mortology. There's a more college. There's a more a lot, mate. <laughs> so who are we doing today then, Lala? Uh, so we're doing a guy called me. Hi. Chick- is it? Yeah. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> Is it double O? Could be. <laughs> uh, we're doing a guy called Mihail Chick Sank Me High or something like that. Mihai Chick Sent Me High You. Did you do the little YouTube? I did. This is how you pronounce it. I did. And it was on Wikipedia, links out to it now. Yeah. I looked at the Wikipedia translation and it looked like it was in Arabic writing. And I was mm. like, that's not very helpful. <laughs> then I've also done the phonetic sounding it out. So it's yeah, a pretty interesting life. He had a very interesting life. So if I summarize really quickly, he's really well known for two things. One is he created the idea of flow states or the psychology behind what a flow state is. Many people would know that as being in the zone. Um, He did some interesting work around creativity as well, including a pretty famous study with 100 very highly successful creatives, like Nobel Prize winners, musicians, those sorts of things. Um, And I just quickly go through some of the things that he found from that study because creativity has always been important to us in how we think about talent as well. One is um, he decided or found that the idea of a tortured creative is a myth. Many people think that creatives are frustrated with the world because it doesn't align to how they think, but tends to be not true. They tend to be quite content. Um, The defining character traits for them is curiosity and drive, significant curiosity and significant drive, Um, high intuition and seeing patterns in chaos. Um, often seen as very arrogant, um, but actually they're really just focused on the thing that they're passionate about and dismissive of lots of other things. Um, 
interesting. Uh, it talks about how he got interest into psychology because he saw Carl Jung um, lecture and that made him curious about positive psychology and happiness. And so one of the things reaches back to Jung's studies, which is he says creative people come from um, typically a family where they were neglected by their father or had little contact with their father and had a mother who was over loving, but also pushed them really, really hard, which is quite interesting. And they usually come from two walks of life in his study and reviews. One is poor families that were up and coming um, and had to strive to succeed and really intellectual families that were pushing. But in both cases, they're proud of the intellectual success. Um, mm. Only 10% of the study that he did came from the middle class, um, which I found interesting as well. So he definitely thinks there's um, a lot of interesting psychology around creativity and he definitely focuses on positive psychology and getting to flow states, which is where you are relaxed, but productive and focused on something. So there's a few things to unpack there. We'll get back to the flow state stuff in a second. Let's deal with the creativity. What's your thoughts, Tom, on what uh, Lard just discussed around creative people and how they're designated? Yeah, it's fine, but I think it's more important to talk about this dude. This dude. <laughs> I, should, I should always start with the life. You always like talking about that. Well, life. dude, if you concentration camp. it significantly affects their life. Oh, yeah. So the guy's renowned for saying, and I'm just going to read this shit. He's known as someone that's focused on positive psychology. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, you know. Well, that uh, was the know, point. When Peasons mm. said something that, like, uh, you know, life is a struggle, you have to make sacrifice. This is like the polar opposite, right? So. Repression is not the way to virtue. When people restrain themselves out of fear, they live lives uh, by, by, by necessity and diminish. Only through freely chosen discipline can life be enjoyed and still kept within the bounds of reason. Mm -hmm. And then if you read about this, this guy, right? Grows up uh, in the kingdom of Italy from Transylvania, ends up um, as a career diplomat and a Hungarian consultant in Womb. He's both his old. He's both his brothers are killed. Dad was an ambassador. Yeah, but see, this is interesting because ambassadors are, are uh, effectively a part of the aristocracy. So he was in a higher class, but then due to the war, he lost his two brothers. And if you're a family of boys, they're going to be close, mm. and they're older. So he would have been significantly depressed. They then lose everything, get kicked out of dad Hungary had, by the because communists. his dad had strong values. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah he's a classic liberal he's yeah. a diplomat um who are highly optimistic and then they all and then you know here's the struggle has to open up a restaurant in rome can't be that bad though lots of birds there and then um pasta particularly yeah. in the war <laughs> well after the war and then you know great time to be alive the, <laughs> and then ends up getting himself to the united states so the guy you know he's a He's trying to figure out why he went through all that pain, throws himself overseas, um, and then pushes himself through a whole life understanding, I guess, how to be positive. Even when he got to the United States, he's still working part-time to pay his way through college. Wasn't yeah, always like oh, obviously from a hardworking family. Mm -hmm. But all of those things are important because his concept of creativity is pretty interesting. Like, is he saying that he's creative? Is that why his concept of it's that way? I don't know. Maybe. Because, you know, maybe... He, did, he, he has a creative view on a couple of... Well, if you invent something like flow state, I'd say you're probably pretty creative. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, it's one theory that um, it's naturally linked to something. In, it's really just intense, intrinsic uh, motivation. 
Well, I mean, it's a, a fair point. point. Like, no one bothered you. He was obviously super curious and driven, and he was curious about happiness. Well, you know, he had a happy family and then lost everything, but he saw his dad still optimistic. Hmm. That would have been significantly confronting mm -hmm. between the ages of 12 to 18 when those things occurred. And he was in the concentration camps in the war and saw people survive and not survive, yeah. which is very interesting. For like, There's been a few strong psychology books that have come out or research that have come out from that I, type of... And I'm not sure if you watched the TED talk that he does as well, but he also he refers to the... He made a lot of jokes about the war when he first started, like in a very lighthearted way. Mm. I don't know, I'll live through World yeah, War II, he's, but he's what is it He's literally the epitome of always looks on the bright side of life. Yeah. I, mm. So the guy's obviously been through that. People that go through significantly hard circumstances, you have to get in a state of flow in order to get out of them somewhat. Like in order to, you know, the state, the, let's say you're you know, Usain Bolt or whatever, you know, some of it, the guy's a bit of a freak, but in order to train that hard to get that fast, mm -hmm the amount of iterations that he would have had in a flow state is insane. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with all of these developers, um, these guys that started these tech companies in, uh, well, in the first boom and the second boom, they would have had to be in a flow state to build the amount of code that some of these companies still run on. Mm -hmm. and they still run on the same code. And they were hacking it then. They were trying to do all these things to get into flow and then stay there as long as they can. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of, what's interesting is seeing the sort of things that have come out of Silicon Valley to get people in the flow. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with all of them. No, I agree. I think I a lot of people are just pretending yeah. to be in flow by using a set of steps. But back to your comment on what do I think of his comments on the thing? Well, I thoroughly agree that where creatives get frustrated is not... Um, trying to explain their ideas or working hard where creatives get frustrated is having to say things 10 times which would frustrate anyone and two having people tell them who can't understand what they're doing that they're not doing anything that's where people get frustrated so i would say his assessment on creatives is right i would say his assessment on uh, family demographics, though, are probably wrong. Like, I, I think that's a fucking... A super broad statement. Yeah, uh, I I don't agree with that at all. So it was bo it was based off a 91-person study of highly successful people. That's where he came up with the idea. Yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. it's a big statement to go, well, if you've got a loving mo mother and, you know... Well, okay, you can do a lot of things if you've got a loving mother. Like, we could just attach that to anything. I don't. Well, think I think they have attached it to it. Well, what would be interesting is at what point did they become content in their creativity? That's That'd be way more interesting to understand. Much harder to understand. Yeah. Than, than the other comments. So I, I feel like that's irrelevant. I The remainder of it though, yeah. I, but that's Jung and Freud who both looked at how your upbringing and family, Freud brought it from a sexual frustration point and Jung brought it from a um, experiential point. Mm. That's coming in their psychology. Maybe. Mm. Well, then this comes to the question I have here around is creativity then, are you naturally creative or is it something that you learn nature versus nurture argument? Well, so that's interesting. So he talks about this thing, I don't know how to pronounce it properly, auto-elect personality traits that he says, these types of traits are more likely to be creative. And, mm. they're ba and he basically says it's the people that are, in our terminology, lower in neuroticism, which I found interesting, high, very high and conscientious, um, but low in self-esteem. 
which I thought, so autotelic is a Greek word that means auto meaning self and telos meaning goal. So mm. goal orientated. Yeah, but heaps which, of creatives have high neuroticism because they're going on the journey of realizing everyone yeah. sucks. So I tend to, I tend to agree it's an, it's an environmental thing. Yeah. Like everyone sucks. Well, you spend all your life getting put into a dysfunctional hierarchy and you can't express an idea. Of course, your neuroticism is going to be high. Mm. But as soon as you put him in a scenario where that's not the case, then neuroticism goes to like below 10. And he specifically talks about how creatives are more creative in the right that's environments good. and they seek out environments where good. things are like crazy. Yeah. Okay. For non-creative. I like to jump into the flow stuff. It's more. I it's think way it's more interesting. Flow mm. stuff. So like the thing I found interesting is um, in the zone or in the groove, mm. I think it's a term that's been used a lot, but no one knows where it, it's been. Mm. Um, here's like, I want to read it. There's two ways. Being completely involved in activity for its own sake, the ego falls away, time flies, every action movement follows inevitably from previous one, like playing jazz, your whole being is involved in almost using all your skills to the utmost. The other way is, the component states of achieving flow, including challenge, skill, balance, merging of action, awareness, clarity of goals, immediate, and you, you ambiguous feedback, concentration on the task at hand, paradoxical control, transformation of time, loss of self-consciousness, and all that type of experience. To achieve flow state, a balance must be struck between the challenge of the task and the skill of the performer. If the task is too easy or too difficult, flow cannot occur. It's pretty interesting. One of the things I think of flow is, um, uh, and it's always counter to you doing a physical task, but I don't think it is. So, you know, I've been in my physical prowess is gone for some reason. Like I can still, I was telling you about this. Mm. I can still, I don't run into things anymore. But that was a weird phase. I could do a 35 <laughs> minute run in a complete flow state on probably like 15 problems and not, mm -hmm. and end up back home. That's a state of flow, mm -hmm. but it hasn't, it's not like, what I'm trying to say is don't restrict the flow state to just, all right, this is a task I need to complete. Mm -hmm. And the task requires me to physically move my hands in order to achieve the outcome. Um, whereas, you know, one of the things I've found is doing more of that is it, it takes me much faster to do any task ever, any processing task, any design task. Um, but you still get a flow state to complete that task. What I find, found is interesting is that uh, I'm doing less and less physical tasks that give me a flow state. Mm -hmm. like, so one of the things he talks about is there has to be a balance between challenge and skills. Yeah, like now, so those challenge and skills don't have to be physical well, skills. Like, Challenge and skills. Well, I, I'm going to upload, say, these 27 jobs to this Eagle Seven company or whatever it is. Hmm. And I won't let anyone else do them. I'll do them. I almost did them the other day. But yeah, but and I was like, no, I no, don't no. Know. Like, <laughs> and well, there's a number of reasons. I actually had it put in, but then I had all these other things go wrong that hmm. I had to solve. Hmm. There wasn't like I was just sitting there looking at it. And then when I sat there and looked at it last time, I'm like, no, this is fucking. <laughs> and <coughs> the point was is that I've been up all night working with the team on a, on a deployment and just sitting there. And what's interesting is it's not like I think the task is below me because I used to change the <coughs> tracks on the M113 as an officer. It's not about that. It's just that 
The task is just really boring. Mm. And you're not in a physical environment where people are... I've got no boss. Mm. So even in the army, I had a boss. I don't have a boss now. So like I, I don't have anything driving me to get that done other than the social guilt that they're going to turn on the system. Mm. But yeah, that'll take me... Longer. And you said you wanted to do it. So now well, you got to do it. Well, there's yeah. that, but that'll take me longer to do yeah. than a five-year plan on where this company needs to go. Of course it will. It's not a creative task. I, I think well, your, your point's valid, though, that most people associate flow with having to go and do something and therefore stop the thinking zone, about something, like, but that's not actually the, the truth. Mm-hmm. You can be in flow thinking about lots of things. Well, you could, yeah. like, to give you really simple, if you've driven somewhere and you don't know how you got there, but you thought about a whole bunch of shit the whole way, that's you're right. in a flow state. Of course you are. Yeah. Which is odd, well, because why did that trigger it? Because it sort of goes against what... Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Mihai looked at exactly what you're talking about around the motivation to get into flow state. And he said it doesn't it's either intrinsic or extrinsic. So extrinsic is I need to do this because I'll get in trouble. I need to do this because I want to get a better job and earn more money. And that's a very short-term flow state. You're never going to actually achieve flow state if that's what's driving you. It's internal flow state. So I, don't, I doubt there's much internal flow state intrinsically than once you'd upload those jobs. No, I just never get any flow state for uploading. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's, what I found interesting was, um, and I learned that off the, the athletes that we were working with, mm-hmm. was the idea of how they speak to their subconscious, mm. like verbalize their speaking to their subconscious. And then I started speaking to my subconscious a lot, which people might find odd, but I've always talked to myself since I was a kid. All the time. Uh, in particular in exercise, which is odd. But what's interesting about that is you start speaking to your subconscious, it started to speed up and accelerate flow states. And then it was like you went from one idea a month to seven ideas a week Mm -hmm. to then 10 ideas a day. And then... 30 ideas within a run. And it was like it was like a ping coming up. Ping, ping. It was popping its head up. So there is something with... Um, well, I guess the point I'm trying to make on flow is that it doesn't need to be a physical activity, but there are triggers that you can do physically to put yourself in the state. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the athletes are the ones that are really hacked it. I always associated flow with when I was rock climbing. Because the challenge of the task compared to the yeah, skills I had, yeah. you had to focus, but you're not focusing on one little thing. You're focusing on the whole thing and therefore you don't think about anything else. But actually you're thinking about a lot of things in your subconscious, which is kind of the flow state. And the one I always loved was time slowing down. Pretty much every use case where someone says they're in flow state, particularly if you're looking at veteran combat stories, talk about it a lot. Um, severe accidents, you know, all sorts of stuff where people did heroic acts or extraordinary things. They describe being in a flow state where time slows down. They know exactly what they need to do. They go and do that thing. Uh, and and it's be quite extraordinary. Typical of athletes. Yeah. Like when you talk about any great athlete, people say, oh, it's like they've got more time than everyone else. Yeah. So deadlines put creatives in flow states. You reckon? They're not in charge. Yeah. Or is it the deadline or is it the size of the task and problem? Oh, that's super well, challenging. Has to be both. Mm. But then, and but see, yeah, you eventually have to become rounded anyway. So 
Mm. My biggest thing to the, the creatives here is to become rounded. So, you know, oh, you're not conscientious. No, you're just not satisfied with your work yet. Mm. And the challenges aren't big enough. Oh, you're neurotic. No, no one's ever just actually taking your ideas seriously. I actually think they're... Um, I'm a firm believer in if there are eight types of humans millions of years ago, there are definite different types of humans. 100% there are. It's one of my favorite and, fantasies. And I I just think they're more advanced. Mm. Um, like I 100% do. Like some of the things that... Well, like for me, most of the creative people I've met, you think of like that... You know, you think of like people think of a creative poet that's really upset that's seeing they go, no, I never dated that girl. Oh, no, that's just depressing magicians. The, the <laughs> there's some there's one arc of creativity. They're not, and the other ones comedians and like you know, why comedians depressed all the time. Well, it's pretty hard to make people laugh forced all the time. It takes the fun out of fun, somewhat. But what's interesting about creative people that I've met is they're all larger than life personalities. Mm. Like they're fucking, yeah, I'm probably going to jump off this building. Let's see what happens when I jump off this building. Like they're like significant open to experience. What do you think about like want to try things? What do you think about all the creative people who put these constructs around how they can and can't act? So, oh, I'm a comedian. I can, I can only be creative if I've smoked weed or I can't work a nine to five job because I'm going to lose my creativity. Can you actually get a creative person and harness that? Well, let's talk about it with you, man. You just told me this morning on the way here, a guy that's hated getting up early his whole life that you like getting up early now. <laughs> I'm saying I like it. But uh, also you I'll said note, you well, like it. Also, I'll note this is the first in seven weeks that you weren't late. Just for the he, he keeps being... <laughs> I being on time. You trained me <laughs> for you to be 15 minutes late. Why the fuck would I be on time if you trained me for 10 years? Last two times I've been sitting out the front waiting for You're like, oh, I'm getting used to this getting up early thing. Fuck, I feel good. This is great. <laughs> This that's the exact answer to your question. Yeah. Why do you like getting up early now? I get more done. Fucking nice. <laughs> why do you like getting more done? Like why do you actually like getting more done? Well, there'll be two parts to it. One is I'm achievement striving, so I want to achieve all the things that we need to get done and there's always more to do. But then also it allows you to do things that you're yeah. more relaxed in the evenings and yeah, you're better at the end of the day, are you? Mm. And in the middle of the day, and then the start of the day, when everyone else is still rolling out of their little... There's nothing better than knowing that... Blankets. I've done four hours of work as people Well, your brain's already high-functioning. That's right, yeah. Mm. It also creates a bit of a myth. Yeah. Like, why is this person so awake? Yeah. I hate people that say they hate morning people. <laughs> I really do. I don't, I don't understand that concept. Yeah, I don't either. Like, they're not a type of person. Yeah, I don't know why you'd hate someone. A lot of people hate someone that are morning people. Like, it's just jealousy. It's like Mondays. What's wrong with Mondays? Yeah. Mondays are great. I've always been excited for Mondays. Well, see, I think what's interesting about creative people is that people always try to analyze them. Mm. No one's sitting here analyzing Mr. Conscientious yeah. and fucking, oh, look, look, there's, you know, like, ooh, what's he so <laughs> Like, you know, I don't consider a week a week. Mm. Just rolling. Just day to day. Just like whatever so happens like, next. Well, what's a quarter? I'm like, well, did we do better last week than this week? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like we're getting closer to our objective though. Mm. I don't think of that concept. So it actually hurts to think that way. I will. I understand. Like, so he sort of says it. You have to be within the bounds of reason. So you do have to have some rules set up. 
but most rules are set up poorly. What I would say is, and this relates to the hacking comment, people that get in the flow state exponentially, right? Mm. So continue to get in there longer and again and again and again, um, have to have more complex tasks. That's right. Which means you have to keep bending and breaking the rules in order to stay in flow. And they, they, it's addictive. So remember I oh, talked yeah, about I'm that book, Superhuman book or whatever. I can't remember what it's talking about. Life yeah. of Superman or I can't remember. Uh, I reckon it's 100% it talks related. about this. And mm. they want, they're like these adventure sport athletes are like, I need to get in flow to survive. And it becomes addictive. So they go from, I reckon it's they go from doing an extreme sport that like parachuting to, oh, I want to jump out of the plane without a parachute and have someone hand me the parachute in the air and then put it on because I'm going to get in a new state of flow. Like they get, they actually push humanity to its limits, which is pretty interesting. The idea that um, you're probably addicted to dopamine over mm. serotonin is probably close to it as well. Mm. People are probably addicted to dopamine to, to do this sort of stuff. Do you think that the world, and in particular the working world, is better for creatives now than it used to be? I don't know. Probably not. I reckon his generation... Depends on what you say, had, what better means. Was better for creatives. And then we went through this industrial period and yeah. now we're coming into this other. Maybe. Yeah. But depend, what do you mean better? Is it a, a creative is going to be more likely to succeed? And can you harness your ah. creativity easier in today's world? I don't know. It's a difficult question. Like if you didn't have the information connection, mm. you could be a big fish. Well, you could get probably you could probably have your story actually mm. or whatever it is you're doing touch more people it, like if you're a if you're a creative that has an artwork or um sometimes it's more powerful that there is a close a smaller audience does that make sense mm, no well you mean it's easier if you got a smaller audience no 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 sometimes it's more powerful that so creatives, they like to change. They like to change things. Mm. Is it better to change a hundred people's lives or a thousand people's lives? Mm. And some creatives have some pretty big egos. So, you know, I like to. You know, it's like writing a song in a small town and being the local band. That's great. Mm. Sometimes that's better than uh, singing top twenty. Better having, for the self. Well, think better about for the individual. Way. Think sometimes it's better to keep who you are keep your own style mm. than to sell out and have 50 people telling you how to write songs. Mm. Mm. Then you look at the other side of the argument, which is, well, you know, I could create one thing like a Tesla car and or, or a rocket and I can then have more people see what I've done and be inspired by it. Mm. I still 100% believe that the artist that's focused on 100 to 200 are always the ones that become significantly unique. And never have to change. But then there's like this other group of people that are just super conscientious doers that are pretending to be creatives that are making up the other ninety percent of your top ten song. Mm. Who's that? Uh, got that true genius. I don't know like, that people are like imposters for creativity. I think there's just a you're just a spectrum, right? I don't know. I think they're an imposter for creativity. Well, that suggests that there is a type. Well, how do you explain Jeff Bezos having a rocket company with similar announcements to Elon Musk? Four years well, after them. I don't think that's tied to him wanting to be a creative. No, but he's an imposter for creativity. Nah, I think he's probably an imposter for business. No, 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 or no, 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 like... no, no, no. 
read the uh, read the read what he says and see how he speaks. He repeats what other people say. Yeah, what I'm saying is, I think that's but not because he wants to be creative. I think it's because he wants to win in business, so he's copying. But why talk about creativity all the time? So, because it works. Yeah, but that's an imposter. Mm. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're not creative. Mm. You're like really, really, really simply. The guy's a merchant. Yeah, I mean, we we don't, we don't hold podcast on but, it, but like, he's not. He's he's just but, stealing but, an idea. He's, he's not, not stealing the idea. You can of being steal creative. an idea, whatever you want. Yeah, but don't get up on stage and do a speech about Blue Roger and copy someone's exact speech. You're better than that. Yeah, but it's not You're him. A fucking that's trillionaire. not him, him trying no. to be creative. That's just him stealing shit. But, but that's exactly what I'm saying. So when it's I, the opposite of being creative. That's hold on. like blatantly stealing. Hold something. on, top ten. Mm. One person's unique. The rest are pretending to be creative. I think what Tom Lada's arguing, about with, it. Uh, what Lada's arguing with, is whether that person's going out trying to be creative and make intentions of being creative, rather than just I'm just copying. Like, but the, the, he is going. Is out Jeff there Bezos saying, bit, standing bit. up and saying, "I'm creative"? Yes, he is. Mm. We created this company. We try all these things. Do whatever you want. No, no, no. Look at the investments. Look at the companies, mm. and tell me he's had an innovative idea. The answer is he probably hasn't. Yeah, but I don't done think he's creative. Just, I've just never heard him say that I'm creative. He's always out there look, looking yeah, at the data. You need to do your fucking research. The, the, <laughs> I'm being serious. The the comment of this is the problem, right? Everyone would think this guy's a creative dude. You built this company that does all these things. You set up a creative network. But we don't think he's creative. How many people do you know? Hmm. How many people do you talk about about entrepreneurs? Very hmm. limited. There are a lot of people that think this guy is a creative person that is a genius in order to get here. Because he's played the game the way he has. Yeah. People think Warren Buffett's creative, but he's just boring and allocates capital. Right? He's so don't. One of the least creative people ever. Not really, though. You're way less creative than him. In comparison to the other people we're talking no, about. No, 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 no. So remember, we're talking about everyone. We're not just talking about XYZ. What I'm saying is, you said, does it right now benefit creatives more than ever? Some would think that with the platforms that we've got and the tools and the access to data, and information, you would say they have. What I'm saying is I don't think so. Because if you look at a top 10 number of songs, the most creative songs aren't getting played. One out of 10 will be like significantly different to what's come before. And everyone mm. hears about them. A good sure. example is someone like Flume, right? Who's this weird little dude playing all these weird new songs, all of a sudden does one album, but doesn't play the game. So doesn't play the millions for talent management, doesn't play the millions for the rest of it, doesn't get told what his next album is that will get marketed to. And then what that happens is all your creativity gets stolen. I would say that there are other periods where your creativity could get stolen. So you're saying it's easier to be a creative in today's age or harder because people are, have more access to kind of, like I don't really understand the point. Well, it depends on what you think drives a creative. So... And this is what I'm bringing back to my point. The, what, what I think drives a creative is actually them accomplishing what it is they're trying to build, mm. not worrying about what anyone else fucking thinks. Mm. And that's the difference. That's the key difference. And the athletes do it too. Like, I don't care too much about you. I just wanted to go the fastest mm. ever. And the ones that actually go the fastest ever or the ones that actually climb the biggest the mountains with the, the most amount of risk 
that's what they talk about. They don't care about competitors or anyone else. Mm. So if you take that, that's what a creative is driven by. You know, the intrinsic motivation is building the thing that they want to build, not what everyone, someone assumes creative want, which is telling, listening to their story or whatever it is that they've done. Like hearing about what I built is irrelevant to me. Mm. So then if you take that to creative and you put it in today's scenario, you would think that, well, it would be great that with all these platforms, you could build things quicker. The answer is you can. But if you think about... So the bit I don't understand is, it, is if that's true, i.e. individuals care about just focusing on the thing and you know what you just said. So they care about themselves and getting the task done, not really about anybody else. Why do you care about people trying to imposter for creativity? Like who cares? No, no because I care about in the concept of this argument. Mm -hmm. So if you look at your creative music artists, and you go, well, everyone in there is a musician, so they're creative. Right? That's what people think. Sure. Yeah. Okay. One out of ten of them are. One out of ten of them is original. One out of ten doesn't care about running the rest of the, the way that they've done their business strategy. Or mm. they've done the business strategy in a way that's so different that other people have adopted them. What I'm trying to say is that's just a contextual argument to showcase what I mean. So you would say that with something like Spotify, more artists have the opportunity to make more money. They do. Mm. Like you, you think in like the Renaissance, you're <clears throat> selling out a show because that you, that's all you can get paid to do. Mm. Then you now could have a million listeners over 30. But what if they don't care about the money? What if they care about building whatever it is? Mm. So like the, one of the most interesting creative people that I think, and I think it's significantly underestimated, is The Rock. Mm. And... Everyone's like, why do you think The Rock's creative? I go, because The Rock's not creative because of his movies. Mm. The Rock's creative because of his strategy. His strategy is to do bigger than the one before. And he will not do a movie unless it's bigger than the one before. And like his whole life is, he let, yeah, it's pretty interesting upbringing, but I would go into wrestling, then we do bigger. But then that makes him the most highest paid actor mm. and the most liked. He doesn't care about being liked though. He's a really interesting dude. And it's a similar with like Warburg. Like Warburg has done so many different types of movies mm, mm. that he just cares about sort of playing different characters and getting away with being the same dude. Like I think you, what I found really interesting is when he started doing comedy movies with Will Ferrell. But the the big sort of point I'm trying to make is that your question was, is it better for creat creatives now? Not if you, not if creatives are people that just want to build things. Well, the, the perfect example you're talking about, I watched an interview the other day with, you know, that artist Tones and I, they've got that, dance monkey song that's really fucking annoying anyway, she's number one last year and she's talking about that her she actually hates her life at the moment and, and how she's number one and where her happiest time was when she was playing as a busker in byron bay and mm -hmm. living day to day and getting up and playing to 200 people it's almost exactly the example that tom was talking about so that would be the one example of a creative person who's broken through with a very different style of music that people are now trying to copy yeah kanye west is super creative yeah the dude changed the whole way he gets paid. Like, if that was what he wanted to do, cool. But like, he can say whatever he wants. What, what I think is really interesting, and this comes back to the comment is, all right, if creatives care about building things that push them into the next flow state, you would think that all the tools, platforms, funding, access to capital available, it'd be easier. The answer is, I don't think it is because especially if you're saying like from that thing creative people come from an intellectual or low class in order to do the things you need to do to be validated as creative or to let's say hire the guys we need to make things 
it's a lot harder to do that now than it probably was back before because the data is tracked on all the failures of creative a lot more aggressively. So, hey, you know, we built that building and we got Leonardo da Vinci mm -hmm. to, to do the painting. And, you know, the second one wasn't too good. Mm. You don't know that. You've just heard stories about the... Mm. So you when he goes in and pitches, you know, of course he's going to get better every reiteration of what he wanted to build or design. Um, I think... I think uh, I think there was a better time for people that just wanted to build things and make things, um, and and if they're driven by that, they're truly creative. And right now, there's a lot of vehicles that looks like we reward a lot of creative people. I reckon we just reward more marketers that have worked out how to process something quickly. Well, I mean, I think the point that I'm making is when when we go back to Mihal, mm. is about anybody can get into flow states and be more creative at their level. Mm. And, and there's ways to hack that. It's a cognitive function. It can be really beneficial for life, hence the positivity and happiness associated with it. Um, and what I was arguing about is I don't think highly extreme creatives have a monopoly on being creative. And therefore, I don't think you can be an imposter because you don't own it. The whole point of the psychology was people should be able to tap into that to improve their lives. So, I, don't, I don't agree with you at all. I know you don't. That's okay. Because, so, but do you the, know the, why? The, 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 the artist that's only this creative mm -hmm. can still be creative. Yeah, but that's but that's not in the context of what you're describing as someone that's creative, though. So you're talking about a creative as an entity with a study that's saying that this type of person is creative. Everyone can do creative things. Yeah. But you're not driven by it. But it well, doesn't matter. But that's a person. But that's the, the topic of what we we're speaking about, of the people that have driven by it and why. No, I think it's about positive psychology and trying to be yeah, happy in life. But which is why, why talks I about do it. not believe, like fundamentally, that if you don't have an absolute urge to build something that's different, mm. will you do it? And hence, you're not creative. You can do creative things, mm. but you can't. Like they're two completely different people, and we just of had course a, they're two different people. But but that's what I'm saying. Mm. Like. So when I talk about the context of creative... But that doesn't mean when someone tries to be creative, they're trying to be an imposter for you. There's a difference between whether someone's intrinsically trying to pretend to be creative or whether society just gives them a creative label. And that's the problem that society's giving those 10 people a creative well, label is, whether exactly they want to or not. what we're discussing. And what mm. I'm saying is if you've got a top 10 list, nine of them are marketers doing creative things that are musicians and professionals. Mm. One of them is truly creative. Okay, but do you think the other nine went the out there saying? Do you think the nine went the other out nine there? go out there and say they are? Do they? Fucking oath, they do. They all think they do. Everyone tells them they are. How could you? How could they well, not? Well, my point is, it's they, part of the strategy. They are. And what's wrong with them saying that they are? There's a lot. There's a lot wrong with them saying they are. Why? Because then they're misanalyzed. So then people get misinspired. So then we focus on the wrong things, which is like, all right, what's? Let's talk about startups, hmm. right? How many startups are fintechs? I don't know. A lot of them. Mm. Most of them. How much is that company value downstairs? 10. Almost a billion bucks. Yeah. Why? Tell me why. Yeah, but like, I, but here's the I, I know the point you're trying to make. But that's but the point, Tom. No, like, I don't understand. Well, the point is, is if you misvalue things, yeah. then real change never happens because real things never get built. Yeah, I understand the so broader concept the you're talking about. What the hell has that got to do with creativity? It's got a lot to do with creativity. It means that it doesn't they actually... They haven't devalued your ability to be creative. They significantly devalued it. 
Look at it this way. How much more impact if you could raise $280 million in course, this company right course, now? Of course. Right, with a creative idea. Of course. So it is to be devalued. Mm. Hugely. Mm. Like, it is hugely devalued. And this is the point I'm trying to make. It's really upsetting because these are the people with no ideas, with no change, that get on the speaking circuits, that speak to younger kids who are younger, mm. who they write these books, they're wrong, and then we just end up with another bank that's just another bank. We don't end up with whatever the new thing is. And the mm. new thing is the person that was truly creative gets outcasted. So there is a real problem with it. It's not... Well, I don't know about that last bit. Like, there's been plenty of true creators that haven't been outcasted. Well, there's a lot of it. Like, you've got Jobs getting kicked off his board. Like, this is what happens, though. Yeah. But that's the whole point of the the highly creative, saying saying that that they are perceived as arrogant. My problem is, right? Of course they're going to get outcasted. If you've got 9 out of 10, Mm. and 9 out of 10 are competent professionals, they're saying they're creative, but they're just doing the same thing as everyone else was doing last time. Mm. And the human advance, if we don't look at the one, we might. But maybe only... 10 kids are inspired by the one, mm. not 300,000. And the problem with that is we then just do the same thing again and again and again and again, mm. and we never get anywhere. To me, that fundamentally pisses me off. And it pisses me off because I've met so many people now, especially working in this company, that wouldn't count themselves as creative, mm. but have come here and become much happier, mm. which when I was like, oh, okay, so maybe it's just not, you know, I'm not an idiot walking into things. There's there is this whole part of humanity that we're not accessing and we should help them access it more. Mm. Now, my problem is, is it does get, those people get overvalued. And I, you know, I would, I would much applaud that it's like someone, one of them gets up and goes, you know what? We just knew what was trending. I like singing those types of songs. So that's what we marketed. Mm. They don't say that though. They get up there and go, oh, no, 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 I'm this, I'm fucking Jesus, whatever. They, they don't say that. Well, okay. And that's, right, but, sure. that's, but that's the point. And it's what that company's down says. We don't talk about, all right, that company's valued at a billion dollars. This has got no product. That's what you call a dysfunctional hierarchy. Hmm. The whole thing doesn't work, which is going to create a lot of chaos for a lot of people in a very short amount of time. Uh, so I fundamentally believe that I'm, I'm completely okay with people being professionals, but... Don't don't equate someone being a professional better than everyone else, but not inventing a whole like it's a zero one conundrum, mm. right? Creative is going from zero to one, not from one to one point one. Mm. I'm happy with these people going to one point one, but the problem is, is people contextualize them as creative people, and they probably are, but they're not they're not doing something completely new. And what I've seen, and this comes back to the people that they're tortured. I think people are more tortured by the simple argument that, well, yeah, you guys are doing really well and I appreciate it, but you can't put someone that's done something significantly unique in, in, in the same bucket as someone that's doing really well. And I, don't, and I think humanity is really, really, really poor at it. Like this guy into Mark Wahlberg, right? This dude is like a so, yeah, odd guy. What, <laughs> wrap up there. But I'm trying to wrap it up and connect it yeah. to the next argument. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's, let's cover up on who our interesting person of the week is. Mm. And we're not doing a successful entrepreneur or anyone else. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg. Actor, businessman. Has he made that many good investments? Link it back to your argument now. But I could have just done that. Yeah. But you're not the host, so. <laughs> okay. Well, that was just a bit stupid. So 
the the simple point is that Mark Wahlberg is an interesting guy because he comes from an interesting background that was low socioeconomic that went through, but he always keeps this there's two things that are interesting about Mark Wahlberg. One is his daily timetable where he starts at three AM and works out for two hours every day, which is very interesting. Which means he knows his own triggers. The other part of him is he's not afraid to do serious action or comedies. And I don't think that Mark Warburg can be told what type of actor he needs to be for a movie. What How I much think do you he, think his background contributed to what type of person he is? I don't know. Probably a lot to it. Someone that gets up at three a.m. every day and still works out for two hours a day and is built like a brick shit house has learned some hard lessons and is obviously using it to get in flow state every morning. What would be flow state for someone like Mark Wahlberg? No. I find it interesting that he kind of went into investing in businesses. Hmm. Like I didn't really know that much about that side of things. What do you reckon that is? Movies would do the same thing. So it's not really a big jump. The way a movie is built is that it is an idea, there's a script, it gets produced, it then gets treated like a venture, like a company. Mm. They get shares in that company and they put money in and they bet money on it. So betting on... Sure, but he's not... I guess my point is like he's not investing in other movies. I wonder, I wonder no, no, why no, he so went into these weird kind well, of business Well, if you chains. look at movies, then it's like it's worse than a, a venture company. Mm. It's like one out of 30, oh, great. You know, three will get a return, the rest won't. Mm. Whereas like one out of 17 in a venture company gives you a good return. So for him, like from a, it's a lot, it's a lot easier than you think, than an athlete, for example, to mm. make a jump. It's easier for an actor that's around the same people that diversify their portfolio, but invest in movies as well because they like it or the arts to have the same connections and then go, well, fuck, this is bullshit. Companies have a way better track record. I need to diversify my wealth. But the other cool thing that I don't... That I don't think he hasn't got... He's not invested in a sports team, is he? No, he's not. Like a lot of actors do. He's in F45. He doesn't have, doesn't oh, that's right, that's right. He, he doesn't yeah. have enough money to invest in sports team. Right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> not a billionaire. It's like... The simple thing is F45. Hmm. The guys obviously realize that he can also, he's got huge reach, right? Pretty smart strategy to invest in a company with huge reach that's publicly listed. Hmm. It's like a, it's like a whole other advocate that isn't the CEO but has no afflictions. So it can be used completely for positive marketing. Hmm. Um, and I think that's just quite smart. I you know, all of the but all of those actors are the same. Like they're all worth now hundreds of millions. They haven't blown their money like the actors did mm. in the 90s. They've all learned those lessons, which is really interesting. Um, I think it's way more of a business than it used to be. What other companies? Got He's got better. the burger. He's got his wall burger, his burger chain, uh, Aqua Hydrolite or something. It's his water brand. Uh, and F45 would be probably the three big ones. Is he just investing in businesses in things that he's always wanted to be better? Like, I always want a really good burger and I like my health and fitness. I think he's investing in things, as Tom just said, that he can get out there and say, I eat Wahlburgers and I drink Aqua Hydrolite <laughs> and all of a sudden 100,000 more people are going to well, buy it. Wahlburgers is interesting, though. Yeah. It's, with, it's a family business. He runs it. 
I guess does the guy have flow state? I reckon he hundred percent does. Mm. Gets up at three AM every day, keeps the same timetable. Mm. Super positive psychology guy. I uh, never see him really angry about anything. Focuses on his job. Focuses on his family. Pretty well put together, I think. Has he you know done my, it? my favorite part about the business side of his investments that just shows top person he is. He's now pitched and got uh, creative and got approved for a show called Wall Street, which is a show about all of his business investments. So yeah. he's now making more money off of his business investments by yeah. making a show about them. And then once you make the show about them, then more people are going to buy them. He's obviously a smart guy. I, I mean, I found his daily routine interesting. It was an interesting article. I think it was mm. not a very well written article, but like the focus was on the fact that he, oh, he did some business, but he also did like lots of eating and fitness. Well, when actually he probably does fuck a lot more well, work I, in the business I, part I of want, the day. I wonder how accurate it was because what was interesting is that that article came out like three months after they invested in F45. And if you read the article, it was like, I do all these crazy things. And then yeah. I do two F45 sessions a day. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everyone went viral, went everywhere. And then everyone's reading about his two F45 sessions based off of the fact that I got up at 3 a.m. Mm. Like he released it at a very interesting time. Mm. Oh, I mean, I think he's an impressive, impressive guy. Mm. I think you, the answer is he's kept it for a long time. Kept what? Getting up and training three hours every day. Like consistency. Mm. Yeah. That's the actual impressive thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. That's, and you know he has. Yeah. Why? Because he's his physique is ridiculous. Um, yeah, because he's not young. He's very short. Yeah, he's very old, but yeah. he's, he's very short. The guy's physique is ridiculous. But for me, I like Mark Wahlberg. I think Mark Wahlberg yeah. is a very interesting guy, and I don't think there's ever been many people like him. Um, he's not a comedian, but he have he's happy to do comedy. Mm. He didn't start in action. He did musicals. He did all this stuff. Like he's a weird dude, man. Would it's you funny though, like reason? he doesn't sit on that actor side that likes to um, comment on things, become another persona. Okay, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, you can't tell. It's Mark, like he's just himself he's in movies. In yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's someone else that was like that. So it's funny because the skill's not actually in no, traditional acting. He's, really, he's an entrepreneur. But yeah, yeah, I think he's an entrepreneur. One hundred percent. So like, yeah, yeah. Well, so what, so you talk about the Rock before. It's so let's see what's creative about Mark. Mark, like the thing is, it's not. Because like I was saying about The Rock, like there's got like, if you think about who's the truly creative one, the person building a new system mm. or the person just being the best of what something that's established is. Mm. So, you know, there are very, very few method actors. Mm. Like still to this day, mm. you would think with acting where it's at, like, you know, Ledger's a great example of a method actor. Yeah. But Jeffrey Rush is another one. Yeah. There's not many. DiCaprio, you would probably consider a method actor as well. Um, but like the rest of them, they're just sort of. You know, Did he go into um, directing movies? Warburg? Well, some do that too. Yeah, I don't think he did that, did he? No. He's always like kind of been on the business side you, of. If yeah. you think about the innovation, there's like, there's Kevin Hart. Uh, Mark Warburg and The Rock have all done things mm. around, like they're like, well, you know, maybe movies aren't that too hard. Like movies was like the movies platform. aren't too hard. I'm doing stand up. I'm doing this. I'm doing yeah. that. Like Joe Rogan's another example. He does stand up. Does all these things. Used to run the fucking Fear Factor, mm. like MMA, and now he's got this podcast. I was like, why are you podcasting me? Because the guy's everywhere. Mm. And what the thing that's interesting is, well, if he's the most creative actor, shouldn't that mean he should be a method actor or then writing 
and directing movies. No, it's now, like his, well, it's his version well, though, right? Like, well, there then, isn't that many of them though. Hmm. So what's interesting is comes back to my point again. Like, if you think about a method actor, why are they making something? Well, it's really hard to become a whole different person. Hmm. So those people truly believe in every movie. They're in a whole other world that they've made. Hmm. And that's what's hard to deal with. Like trying to come back out of it is pretty odd. And there's a lot of them have problems with it. Like, um, so would you say that Mark Wahlberg would be an imposter? I, mean, I would being... say Mark Wahlberg's an entrepreneur that's using acting to make a shitload of money. I, 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 that's that's my impression, which I, which is fucking impressive. Mm. Like so that's been his success. I don't think Mark Wahlberg is an imposter. I just don't think you would consider him a creative in acting. I was thinking the same thing, but he doesn't come out saying he doesn't come out. But he's super pretending creative. to be the best actor, no. or like you know what I mean. Like he's not portraying that. Yeah. But the same thing back to the argument before around your top ten artists, like. I don't think Britney Spears ever came out and said she was the best artist ever. She was just better at marketing herself than anyone else was. Mm. What are you talking about? They all said it. Go back. Read her up. Like, look up a shit. They all do. They're, it's a point. Mark Webber doesn't come out and say he's the best actor. None mm. of them do. Mm. Like, musicians do, though. Like, because they have charts. And the charts change daily. Mm. Movies are, like, annual. But remember, they do have their own charts called the Emmy. Mm. So, you know, Academy Award winner. Literally, if they've got an Academy Award or a nominee, it has to be in the marketing for the movie. Mm. That's how subcult, like culture tied it is. Mm. So, you know, the answer, yeah, like, he's not an imposter. He's an entrepreneur that's built a whole new system mm. and linked them all. I wonder if it was always in his, I wonder if it was always in his plan. I reckon it is. Yeah. Like, if you see someone like, um, I reckon it would have been after the first five years. Yeah, yeah. Like, saw the opportunity. Yeah. Now I want to create something. Um, the rock 100% is like, yeah, I just going to do bigger. Like the dude, it's like, that's it. What I found in Hollywood was the guys that, that looked like they made it really well and the movies were getting better was that they had a real focus. Like it was like, I'm just going to do this one thing. Mm. Um, and the one thing went from a certain type of movie. Like I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm just going to do action movies. So I'm just going to do action movies to then, um, I'm just going to get to directing movies. Like, and then they get known for things. And it just comes back to the point, like, this person is the best at that. We can do it. It's funny because it's kind of like their brand. Like, that was what Schwarzenegger wanted to build his brand. I reckon Mark's brand is more like the Boston kid that's successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, that's like he's, businesses, so movies. He's a hustler. that he likes in. 100% he's a hustler. He likes his brand. He usually yeah. wears a cap around. Like, yeah. flat brim cap. Every like, photo. A hustler. He started a whole show, which was Entourage, about basically Hustling. his <laughs> life. So Hustling. everyone can see how he's Yeah, but he, the whole show was about him, how he hustled the town. Mm. So the dude's uniquely creative. Um, they would consider him a po- imposter because he came from Boston prison and the rest of it and fucking went and became a, a big star. But what's interesting, if you compare him to someone like The Rock, the idea of someone that's creative is an abstract idea. Mm. So like no one goes, I just want to do bigger movies. I don't care what the movies are. Could be an animation as long as it's bigger than mm. the last one. Mm. So he's equating bigger in his own abstract mind What's so cool about the idea of bigger is that that can always change. Hmm. So it's the the notion of it, we're going to do bigger could mean anything. Um, so do you I, think Mark Warbaugh's success is due to his creativity or his consistency and focus? Well, it's your comment. Because so, he hasn't really built I anything think he's, super he's innovative. Cons- well, the system is. Maybe. Or well, what I mean is, do you think he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, forecast the system in a long-term vision like a creative i think he's just been focused enough to take opportunities that have occurred and he's created the system 
over time. Well, so I would no, say the well, system is creative. Yeah. And the reason I say that is as soon as I found out, and I'm like, oh, that's genius. Mm. Like, and then I started noticing all these other like NBA players doing it and other people doing it. But I guarantee you, he was one of the first because you yeah, have Wahlberg's like 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Right, all right. So, yeah. so I would say that the system is creative. His constant flow state that he's getting himself in that prepared him for his other job, getting up early, whacking themselves in, slowly increasing the complexity of the tasks or movies he was doing, mm. allowed him to see that more is possible. It's like the concept of... Um, I don't know that the sequel to Ted was that complex. <laughs> well, when you think about it, like you were doing action movies and now you're doing a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking to a fucking... <laughs> teddy bear. Teddy bear. It's pretty hard. Like, I, I don't... Like, I don't... Like, that'd be quite hard. Like, I don't know how to do it. But, It'd be hard to film it. Well, yeah. it's hard to change gears like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got... I think what happens with people is that they keep opening doors. Mm. And then eventually they open so many doors with one system. They see how the system works. And then there's people running this system. And there's generally people running systems or running other systems as well. Because, you know, you work out how to run one system, you can run other systems. And that's when you work out the true creativity. Once you go into the unknown and look back, you work out, we can do all these things. Mm. Now, what happens when you get into that position as well this is more opportunity because people respected you to get through it. And generally they're holders of capital or holders of relationships that can allow you to perform in another system. Yeah. Just opens the, up more and more. Yeah. yeah. So rather than just perfecting, so that's what I think's happened, but I think that's been significantly stimulated. Like you gotta remember acting is a super competitive market, right? Um, it's been stimulated by him keeping his routine, which means he was probably getting in flow states all 100%. the time. And it's such an interesting point of creativity because Jobs had this vision of how he was going to do these things. Mark Wahlberg's, in my opinion, is acting in consistency and taking opportunity and then reflecting and then doubling down on it, which I is think an interesting version of creativity. The, the difference, but that's what it is, though. I know. The difference between yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Britney Spears and these other imposter creators that we're talking about is I wholeheartedly believe that the whole strategy is his. Whereas I think that all these other people like Britney Spears had other people behind the scenes who were driving it and probably creative people who were coming up with it. But I think he's driven this whole strategy in the system that he talks about. He's well, anyone that's made anything completely different and new mm. is generally they've made it by themselves. Like when I say by themselves, they might have made it with people, but at the end of the day, it's no one really understood what they were doing. And even if they're successful, they're never really... I don't think he's made anything new though. But, it, but this thing, they're never really overly successful. Mm. like but they're, yeah, they're much, not the extreme but they're much more content mm. so you could go right well how many creatives have been overly successful well you could say elon musk is super creative but he's not the richest person in the world mm. so what do you equate as success well the answer is that they're happy to take bets so they're well, never gonna creativity they're gonna lose they're gonna lose as much all. as they make yeah 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 it's, but it's not driven by that because what they care about is driving something forward. Yeah, yeah, I completely uh, agree with that. Like, so you, completely you know, agree with that. When you think about like rapping, right? They talk about Dre, Eminem, Tupac, and Biggie. I started looking at Dre to do instead of Warburg <laughs> today. I thought that Dre would be interesting. You would have liked that. Mm. <laughs> I like Warburg better than Dre. Mm. <laughs> Warburg's smarter. Well, yeah, and I, I got into it. And I thought that Dre was an excellent businessman. 
But no, he just made some headphones and sold it to Apple. Yeah. Smart, eh? Yeah. Sometimes some things are timing. Wahlberg's also a rapper. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do, let's, let's, do, let's do his big five. How open to experience do you think he is? Very open to experience. Uh, yeah. I don't know, like, I don't think he's super high. He's pretty high. Very yeah. high. Yeah. Let's put a number on uh, Above 80. I mean, how many times do you think he has a flow state? I don't think that's tied to openness of experience at all. People have flow states in very structured environments. Yeah, but how many times do you think he has a flow state, though? I have no idea. Every day? Mm. Can we give him 100% for conscientiousness? With a, with a routine like that, he's probably pretty high. Mm. Extroversion? Oh, I would have thought he was pretty extroverted. What's interesting is how many hours those guys sleep, though. I can't believe he goes to bed at 7.30 every night. That can't be true. Yeah, they all get eight hours. That's so more than eight hours. <laughs> oh, he's getting up at 2.30, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Like the rockers are saying, they all, get, they all go to sleep early. It's not like they're staying up till 10 and Yeah, but if, I was, if he's training three and a half hours a day, he needs that much sleep to recover, mate. He's like an athlete. He's more of an athlete than he is anything else. He's 50. Well, yeah, remember, their body's a product. Yeah, that's right. All right, so we'll give him extroversion? I think he's highly extroverted. I think he's he's probably above 70% extroverted. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. He's pretty extroverted when you see him on camera at events. He's definitely an extrovert. He's an actor. Yeah. But he's not. He doesn't get. You never hear him talking about acting. I've never seen Mark Wahlberg talk about acting. Mm. What do you think? 80%? 80%? Maybe. Put a number on it. Yeah, 80 is fine. Extrovert. Agreeableness. I don't, I don't know how to pick agreeableness. He's a very disagreeable guy. He went to jail. He was bashing <laughs> some dudes, so. Oh, you can tell he's disagreeable. 5%. And neuroticism. Ah. Oh. Thirty or forty percent. He's low enough to be not caring about everything, but high enough to be creative. What do you think, Dom? Neurotic. Mm. I don't think he's neurotic at all. How the hell do you keep a routine like that and be neurotic? Never time to be neurotic. Everything's fucking doing weights, relaxing, eating, learning scripts. <laughs> Seems like he's having a lot of fun. I don't think he's that neurotic. Guy's got five kids too. So have you ever had any neurotic? He's got five kids. He's like five mm. kids. <laughs> He's literally like the epitome of um, stabilized. Like mm. I've, he's so he just steady fig, figured life out. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, but you, the guy had a pretty hard upbringing. He's a little bit like Robert Downey Jr., where he's sort of went off the rails a few times. Mm. All right, Colin Urias is ten percent. Happy with that. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up there then. Good. Dump, dump. Thank you.